Flying Casual is brought to you by Patreon supporters Jory Webb, Nate Edison, Wes Anderson, David Bush, Brent, Kelly Breckner, Andy Dugan, Rob Patsky, Scotty Hawk, and Aaron Knotts. May the Force be with you. You're listening to Flying Casual, a Star Wars podcast. Here's your host, Michael Canterbury. Friends, a pleasant Friday evening. What a fantastic day it was for me personally. Yes, The Mandalorian was terrific, and we're going to talk about that. But more importantly, at least to me, and I know Holly, is that the damn baseboards in the loft were installed, took a day off to do it, rested, just turned my brain off, just installed some baseboards, uh, still need to lay some cock. Wow. Uh, still need to do that, still need to, to paint them, but they are they are finished. So I, I just let me relish in that for a little bit, guys. I'm probably, it's going to come up, I'm sure, in the conversation at some point. Um, but uh, with me, you guys, uh, welcome all. Oh, I think I already said that, but uh, with me here at the table, uh, I, the lovely Holly. Holly, are you as pleased as I am that uh, the baseboards are in and that you feel a, a sense of completion? Am, am I right? Phrasing. Yes, I feel a, a sense, sense of, com- of completion. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. Um, I, I should have said that. that. My bad. That pretty much sums up my day. <sighs> completion. <laughs> Amen. It's, that's, a, that's a great way to end the day. It's a great way to start the day. Uh, but it, it sure whew, felt good to do a little manual labor, get away from the computer, uh, and uh, and then watch the, the epic episode of The Mandalorian that we got to see. And we are going to talk about that, guys. But we also have via Skype, uh, I believe, still on Tatooine. I don't think he's got a vessel to to, to depart that that uh, sandy there planet there. Uh, Luke, are you still on Tatooine? Is that correct, or is that Jakku? Stranded here, but I got some pit droids to keep me company, those lovable buffoons. Oh. Um just grateful to be alive, you know. I thought a meteor was going to hit my house today. Jesus. So, just glad we're all here. Yeah, uh, we were going and grabbing a bite and uh, saw this this what appeared to be some sort of stealth bomber flyover. It looked like a either a B one or a Blackbird or something from the old days, one of those ones that breaks the sound barrier. And uh, then Luke texts us. He's like, "Did something explode? What the hell just happened? Uh, you guys see that bomber that flew over? It was super epic." I, I'm obsessed with planes. Uh, almost wrecked the car trying to watch it, um, but uh, we're here, luckily, and uh, we got to watch the Mandalorian. Thank God we didn't crash, Holly. Thank God, because yeah. then we wouldn't be having this stream. Yeah, thank God. And guys, let us know. Can you hear us? Okay, how's everything sound? Um, uh, Mike can make live adjustments. It may not be the prettiest thing, uh, but I can make those adjustments. So you just let us know what needs to be adjusted, and we can do that. Um, so. Boy. Where do we begin? Where do we be? That's a great question, Holly. I, I, we can start from the beginning. But guys, this episode was something else. I mean, and and this episode was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Now, I'm going to start by saying I wasn't the craziest about her first episode. I like her. I like her as an actress. Um, and I don't think the, the, the first episode she directed in season one, I don't think it was her fault. I think it was just bad writing i just think and i'm pretty sure uh, luke correct me if i'm wrong she she directed the scene with the uh the uh, civilian uh, soldiers 
that protected their camp. Uh, and Gina Carano had the really bad speech there to, to, to uh, you know, boost the morale there at the camp. It just, I, I wasn't a fan of that episode, but boy, this one was something else. Holly, you watched it with me. We actually got to watch it a couple times. This is the great thing about taking the day off. You can actually enjoy The Mandalorian and not blow through it to to, to, to do a podcast after. So what, what did you think? Oh, I <clears throat> thought that this was phenomenally better than the last two episodes. Mm. I hope that this show continues this trend, or at yeah. least this season continues this trend where the episodes are better and better each time. Um, this episode took me through a lot of ups and downs and I wasn't really sure. So did the baseboards, but I mean, yeah. It's just been a tumultuous day. Nice word drop there. Uh, only one of the podcasts though. Okay. Um, but no, I really liked it. I kind of thought about it. Well, we watched it twice. Yeah. So I kind of thought about it a little bit more after the second time that we watched it and I was like, no, I'm okay with this. Yeah. I thought it was good. Even the surprises. Big surprises, wow. yeah, huge surprises. Um, but yeah, it was it was amazing. Luke, uh, first thoughts. I, I mean, did you hate it? No, no, far from it. I, I don't know how well formed my thoughts are going to be. I did not have the day off, so uh, I was kind of um, side eye in this while working, technically. <laughs> so uh, my thoughts might not be as fully formed as everybody else is. But I think, you know, comparing to the other episodes in the season so far, it definitely is kind of the juiciest in terms of the overall canon of the story and connecting to to bigger Star Wars canon. It was the first episode that really felt like it propelled yeah. the the story of, of these characters forward in a bigger way. Um, and that's no knock on the other two episodes. I, I enjoyed them. Uh, but there's a lot more to sink our teeth into in terms of can connections here. Yeah, it's so funny too because I agree this this one set a new bar for sweatiness. It just did, and it's so funny. I just had a conversation with a friend of ours, uh, Lauren. You know, she enjoys Star Wars. She is in no way, shape, or form probably listening to the podcast. She <laughs> doesn't read Star Wars books. She's seen, I think, the originals. Um, and that's probably it. Maybe the prequels too, but, uh, not a huge fan, but enjoys it. And she's just like, Michael is the, I need something new to watch. Is the Mandalorian just something that I can jump into without having no idea what's going on? And, and I told her, I think you can, I think you can appreciate, you know, the fun that's happening. You can appreciate the cuteness, the action. And and I'm sure the story itself is going to, it's going to appeal to people that really have no idea what's going on. And then I watched this episode and I'm like, you would have no idea what the hell is going on other than, Hey, those are some familiar Imperial stormtroopers. They look familiar, but who are these other guys that look like Boba Fett coming in and, and there's this dramatic helmet reveal and who should I know who this person is? Uh, it just, I'm, I'm more and more now. I'm like, uh, maybe you don't want to watch this, Lauren. I don't know, but we'll, we'll see if she gives it a shot. Maybe she can let us know uh, if, if it was for her or not. Holly, am I wrong? Is this is this too sweaty for, for those that are outside uh, of the, the, the sweat level of, of most of us? Um, I don't think it's necessarily too sweaty. I think that I've been saying this every time we get something new in Star Wars yeah. that kind of connects to one of the TV shows, Clone yeah. Wars, Rebels any of those 
I did tell my mom because my yeah. mom and my dad watched hey, this together. Uh, hey, mom, what's up? The live stream or the Mandalorian? I mean, she might be watching the live stream. Hey, mom. Post it on Facebook. Yeah. Um, they've been watching the show together, but they're in different states right now, and so they're holding off on watching it. And I texted my mom today, and I was like, "So you guys yeah. might want to watch." some episodes from the Clone Wars. She yeah. was like, oh, good God. Yeah. But I think that it's a good way to kind of pull people back and have them check out some of the other bits and pieces of yeah. Star Wars that they normally wouldn't watch, like the TV, or sorry, excuse me, like the movies. Yeah. Or the Clone Wars Rebels. Yeah. Um, but I think that you can still enjoy it. I think that the entertainment value is there. I don't yeah. think that it takes away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're really trying to truly understand who the characters are, you probably want to go back and watch The Clone Wars. Because they know like friends like Lauren are going to reach out to nerdier friends like myself. Well, she's a nerd in her own right. But uh, Star Wars nerd friends and say, hey, so who is this? Like, Where should I get information on this? And I'm like, okay, go to Clone Wars. Because like... You're on Disney Plus. You've got all the access you need now. Go spend time watching it, and maybe you'll get hooked, and maybe you'll buy the merchandise, and maybe you'll watch future, you know, installments or future projects. So it's it, it, it's a great business model, I guess. Um, I don't know if you're really paying for Disney Plus and you're seeking out the Mandalorian. If you are, you know, just casually kind of like oh, I may be into this, and probably not. I guess that's probably not going to happen to a lot of people. Um, because the Star Wars stuff seems to be really driving Disney Plus right now. Um, so, Luke, we talked last week about the the big like reveals that are having that are pretty much what we heard about in all the leaks and, and spoilers that we kind of cast aside and said maybe that's just you know maybe that's just hearsay maybe that's just you know made up maybe they're throwing us in a different direction to take the ball our eye off the ball and and look in this direction but this one another another reveal that we've heard about for months and months and months i mean is that having any effect on you as of late like are you still pumped or is it like god another another leak that was actually real is is that is that troubling you at all it makes me a little regretful that i'm dialed in enough yeah. Uh, to know all of the rumors at this point. Yeah. It, it makes the experience different. But it, even though I was expecting to see Bocas at some point in this season, uh, I was still like, Rock Hands, Bocatan is here. <laughs> when she flo- flew in, and I recognized the armor, and I was like, there she is. Yeah. Um, and I thought when you hear the. Um, the WWE star's voice. Um, yeah. Sasha Banks is her, her wrestling name. And then she, Mercedes something, I think is what yeah. her actual name. Um, when I first heard her, I was like, Oh, she is Sabine. She sounds like Sabine. Um, but th- they didn't ever follow through with that. And, and if you look up, I think in the credits, they gave her a name of Costa Reeves. Yeah. I don't know if it was ever spoken. So she's just some random Mandalorian, which is interesting, but, uh, it makes me think there's something still in the back pocket that we don't know about <laughs> because we've had through three of eight episodes, almost all the big casting rumors confirmed. Yeah. Um, Boba Fett with um, Tamira Morrison, Timothy Oliphant as Cobb Vanth or Boba Fett. We've had Bo-Katan, Katie Sackhoff. We've had, for me, the, the most exciting one confirmed, Ahsoka Tano was yeah. named. Yeah. Uh, 
and those are pretty much all the big ones other than Sabine yeah. that got rumored. So I'm thinking the Sabine one is just, okay, not, that one's not going to happen. But there's something in, in episode, um, in the second half of the season, that's something I think that never was rumored, never got out there that's going to, to hit us hard. So I'm looking forward to that one that we don't know about as much as I get excited about the ones that we were expecting. But I think, you know, what you were saying, Michael, I don't know how intentionally they did this, but it seems intentional to me to name Ahsoka in the episode without having her appear Yeah. so that people can spend the next week, maybe two weeks, maybe she doesn't appear until episode five, Yeah. Uh, binging some Clone Wars. Yeah. If they Google who the hell is Ahsoka Tano and they don't know, well, yeah, like now they can access it. And because these come out a week apart, like I said, if she doesn't actually show up for another episode or two, which... They often tease stuff that then doesn't show up, you know, for another couple episodes. Yeah, uh, it's going to give people some time to go me try to find out a little bit more about who Ahsoka is. Absolutely, I, I couldn't agree more. And oh boy, so yeah, I, I mean, the only thing you know, I, I I I was super pumped. I was a little bummed. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But then my head just goes to Twitter, and then I'm like, get off Twitter. Like, I, you know, I really don't enjoy it anyway, so let's just get off there. And there's no spoilers on Facebook. There's no real spoilers on Instagram. Twitter is just spoiler heaven, and it's just, it's frustrating. I guess we could just follow non-Star Wars folks, Holly. And I, I mean, you know. Yeah, we could, but. But we probably won't. Yeah, we probably won't. Um, I do want to say that. Yeah. In the chat, it seems like overall everyone really enjoyed it. Good. Um, Jory enjoyed it a lot. Um, Glad he could watch the episode. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. Yeah. He said that he watched it um, on his child's tablet. Let's, I mean, oh hey. no, he didn't. I lied. He his didn't. Child's watch tablet it. was just oh. playing in the background. Ah. Um, you know, it seems like Paige and Rob also really enjoyed it, and Good. I think, you know, something that I kind of had a little bit of reservations about was having Ahsoka be on the show, but yeah. Michael and I talked through it a little bit earlier because as soon as like that happened and Bo-Katan was like, Oh, go find Ahsoka yeah. Tano. I was like, Oh God, no. But then I thought I was like, well, it's Dave Filoni's character. He yeah. created her. He's involved with every step of the process that goes into creating this TV show. Like Ahsoka's his baby. He's not going to do anything that would yeah. honestly like, ruin that character or you know put a bad light on her or anything depending yeah. on who they have play her and so i was like i just need to step back trust dave filoni yeah and it'll be fine i mean it's a risk it is like taking an animated character and putting them in live action is a risk especially if she's going to be as huge of a deal here as we're kind of you know expecting so i i think it's 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 still risky but for how beloved she is and, and for how, you know, how much Dave Filoni actually cares about that character. I'm sure him and John Favreau are going to are going to pay special attention to her and make sure it's it's it feels right. I'll tell you, you know, guys, spoilers. Obviously, this is a spoiler discussion. So, uh, I mean, they nailed Bo-Katan like there's I mean, boy, yeah. the, the Katie Sackhoff, you know, leak or tease or. or whatever people were speculating i mean if you speculated she was gonna you know play the character in a live action props to you uh was probably leaked but i mean obviously she fits the voice it was her voice in the clone wars um she has the look they definitely based the the animated character off of her appearance a, a lot of it at least 
Um, I have a question for yeah. the, the group and the, the chat and everything. Uh, and I can't take full credit for this because it, it wasn't something I, I came up with. But after seeing the episode, I did peek my head out into the Twitter world, see what <laughs> was going on. And uh, somebody pointed out, <laughs> I guess uh, I guess Mandalorians made me don't age very much because uh, yeah. this is, give or take, 30-ish years yep. after the Clone Wars. Um, if we say 20 years between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. And then about another five years to wrap up the original trilogy. And then this is a couple years after that. We're getting close to 30 years. Yeah. Uh, so this is a, a 30-year-older uh, Bo-Katan than we last saw her. And she might even, she looks younger, I think, than she did in animation. <laughs> uh, it, it's kind of a silly uh, pedantic thing. I'm not, like, hung up on it. Like, it it hurt hurts my enjoyment of the show. It's just a funny thing to think about. Like, they didn't try to, yeah. to age her where you get... Um, I guess she hasn't been spending time in the desert is what I'm trying to say. Because if you look at what happens <laughs> to Obi-Wan yeah. in 20 years in the desert, uh, you know, he, he gets old fairly quickly. Well, that son uh, does so, murder to Misa's skin, Luke. So, yeah, I mean, that's... Well, I guess all the, all the best Gar, yeah, is shielding your skin, keeping yeah. it nice and, and fresh. Absolutely. Yeah. It's pro- I mean, it probably seals him in there, right? And it's just like the, there's no environmental effect it's just but maybe they age slower maybe they i mean they're so they're so technologically savvy that they probably have enhancements for their own you know body i wow whoa phrasing we're gonna need some more best car <laughs> to cover that up. maybe they but, just yeah. have really yeah. good doctors and they could yeah universal health care wow that felt but. topical holly <laughs> but yeah no you're right it, they could there's I'm sure there's an explanation for it. I'm sure at some point, or at some point, there's my lisp again. Uh, I'm sure at some point we'll uh, we'll, we'll kind of learn why. Yeah. But you're right. We Holly and I actually talked about yeah, that. Yeah, and Jory just said that he thought the same thing too. I Michael was like trying to figure. He was like, so what was Bo-Katan like? Twenty years old yeah. in the Clone Wars? I don't know if it was ever specified. I guess you can go on Wikipedia and see. Yeah. Uh, they probably say like her estimated date yeah. of birth um i didn't look at that i don't know if anybody else did but yeah no she she i don't know she's very mature in the clone wars um but she's such a hard ass and she seems like she has it together she knows it like it feels like that maturity came from a very young age and 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 yeah with animation it's hard to really kind of tell um you know how old folks are. Even you know old Obi Wan and Rebels looked not too bad. Yeah, uh, so it's, it's hard to tell. And that's and I mean that's what happens though. Like we were talking about, yeah. that's kind of part of the risk that you take when you put a character who was in an animated show and you do them live action. Yeah, is that there are always going to be those details oh, yeah. that people notice, and there's not really anything that you could do about it if you don't want to like CGI any of your characters, which I yeah. personally don't think that you should unless it's just like exactly. changing like a skin color for something or, yeah. you know, so I think it's awesome that Katie Sackhoff came in and yeah. played live action Bo-Katan. I thought that was like a really nice touch. She yeah. knows that character. She voiced that character for so long. Yeah. So I think that was really cool to get to see her bring her to life like that. Well, and you know what? If she is middle-aged, she's kicking a lot of ass at middle-aged. Let's say she's 50-something. She's killing it. Um, so let's 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 dig into the story, guys, because I just got to say, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, not an ounce of sand anywhere in this episode. And I freaking loved it. It's 
it's fine to go to sand planets. That's great, but it's like this episode felt more like the animated series. It felt more like Fallen Order. It felt just, it still felt Star Wars, but not a lick of sand, and I'm down. Like, Anakin would have been so pumped for this episode. So I, I personally loved it, and that opening scene, man, it just hit me. That, like, coming in with the Razor Crest and, and just seeing that thing coming through orbit and the atmosphere burning up, and then you get that glimpse of that kind of that shipyard area. I was blown away. I, I love when they can, you know, connect space with the planets itself and star wars has never really done a good job of that it seems like that's why they've never attempted to have games that do that they just don't know how do you transition from space to ground they just don't do it very well the closest i think that you know we've ever seen star wars do a good job of that is rogue one i thought that was a very good use of space battles ground battles it was just so cool seeing them come in through the atmosphere burning up um, and having those communications with the con- the the control officer and Holly's like, is that Bryce Dallas Howard? And I think you might be right. It kind of sounded yeah. like her voice. Yeah, it when absolutely we were did. Watching that, I was like, did they like? Did she get to voice that yeah. communications officer that was like talking over that con? Because yeah. I think that it sounded like they did. I didn't see in the credits yeah. if she was actually listed as doing that. But that would have been kind of fun. It would have been super fun. Also, Holly. I mean, Holly poured me a huge freaking margarita, and I, you know, I've just started drinking it and i'm already slurring my speech so who knows what's going to happen here in the next hour um i'm drinking it like juice right now so it's happening fast um Um, yeah let me read some of the comments absolutely um because there's one that rob said that i thought would be kind of nice to touch on especially because i know personally i said that the stuff that happened with frog lady and the child eating some of the eggs kind of didn't really sit well with me yeah um, and I think that there was, they kind of like cleaned that up a little bit Absolutely. in this episode. So I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Rob said, I love how, um, the frog people were teaching green bean to be nice to the little froggies. That was awesome. <laughs> I got and that chills. Was great. Those were all great yeah. moments. It was so good. It was, it was, it, it really was. I know there was some controversy there with that. It, you know, it, at some point you just gotta say it's a television show. I totally understand why it, it could be a problem, but you got, you know, we, we have, you know, solid writers of the story that are very aware, <laughs> you know, and, and aren't very close minded. So I can't imagine. I mean, people make mistakes and maybe that was, but it definitely feels like there was a little correction there. Um, and, and, and I mean, hey, he's got a he, he's a different species. We don't really know anything about him. Maybe that's just something they do. And you got to beat it out of him. Hey, now that's not cool. And, and just seeing. You know, these things become life. It had a huge effect on them. I got chills during that. It was kind of emotional. Uh, I thought that was a super awesome scene. Um, but let's let's go back to the beginning. Let's 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 talk about that that shipyard. I I, I don't even remember what the uh, what the planet was called. Um, it's not Moncala. Trask. Trask. A moon of Trask or Trask moon. Yeah. So we've got Moncals and corn everywhere uh, on this planet, and uh, you know just. Some working class folk out there just fishing the seas, you know, running like little small, you know, uh, establishments there off the coast uh, was a very cool scene. And Holly, I know, felt like she was back home in Maine. <laughs> Holly, how did you react to that? Look, I said it just felt like I was down east. Yeah. We're on a working waterfront. Absolutely. Like Michael said, there's no sand. So it's a rocky coast. Yeah. You got the ship out in the rough water. You got all the nets around. Ugh. You got 
the Mon Cal wearing the cable knit sweater. That was so freaking. We with, didn't catch that until the second viewing. I was just like, wait a second. That's those sweaters, those fishing sweaters you love so much, Holly. <laughs> the fishing sweaters. Yeah. They probably got them from L.L. Bean. Did you probably. Fine. Can you modify the arms a little bit to, to accept yeah, my Yeah, they my had the bell sleeves. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's awesome. all very trendy. Oh, yeah. And also very practical, which is, I mean, what more could you want if you're like yeah. a working class fisherman i saw a really dumb meme on twitter someone took a picture of of the 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 mon cow there in the sweater and put uh um chris evans from knives out in his sweater beside each other and said ryan johnson's influence on the mandalorian i was like what are you talking about that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard no it's literally like a, a freaking new england thing well, and it's just so come on. okay yeah come then on Holly. I explain to, the history i had to yeah. break it down so come first on. of all this specific type of sweater yeah. is an Aran sweater, which came from islands off the right. coast of Ireland. Yeah. And they are all wool sweaters yeah. because that makes them stain resistant, keeps you dry. They're a little bit waterproof or water resistant because yeah. of the type of wool that they're made out Thank of. Thank God. The different cables and stuff give, or like whatever kind of knit you want to do, give them yeah. all kinds of different thicknesses, which means that they can be heavy and they can be warm, yeah. which is what you want when you're out at sea yeah. and you're getting wet from the waves Crazy. or the rain and the yeah. bad weather. So it's just all very practical. Oh, and it, it had nothing to do with Chris Evans <laughs> wearing a freaking Johnson sweater <laughs> in a movie based in Boston. <laughs> so let's move past that. But yeah. those are very practical yeah. clothing items to wear when you are a fisherman. And I would know because I'm from a working waterfront town. That's right. Also, hey, big wardrobe podcast here. I mean, big we love. Okay, pod- first yeah. of all, we love sweaters. That's right. Love them. But second of all, they're very practical. Yeah, Keeps absolutely. you warm, keeps you dry, stain resistant, easy to clean. Absolutely. Done. I, I am asking, you know, for one for Christmas. So mm. I will gladly uh, throw one on and rock it on the podcast. Probably have to, you know, maybe cut off the sleeves or something to, to not die of <laughs> suffocation or heat stroke. But uh, I'll gladly. Also, Holly, this conversation that we had earlier about this sweater prompted a huge idea for a new t-shirt design mm-hmm. coming to t public soon so be on the lookout for that guys it's uh it's uh yeah we're not i'm not gonna share it right now because someone's gonna freaking steal it uh <laughs> so yeah anyway uh i thought that was just super cool that it just it felt so real um and seeing the frog uh, lady and her husband get together it was just such an emotional moment i was it like was. let's go let's go so that was that was super awesome but guys it's so we talk about corn a lot on this podcast, okay? And, and Luke, if there's one thing we know about corn, it's that you can't trust them, right? I mean, mm. you're you're surrounded by corn. I mean, obviously something bad is going to happen. Am I wrong? I mean, there's there's got to be good corn out there somewhere. We've yet to find but them. They they are doing a lot of work in so many <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah media to just give every Corrin a bad name. I, mean, I have a special place in my heart for the Corrin Amen. because of the the 1980s action figure of the Corrin that yeah. Kelly Breckner gave me that I have at, at, Must at be my nice. desk at, at the old office still. Must <laughs> be nice. Thanks, Kelly. You know, for, for when we're back back at the office regularly someday. Um, so I have a little, you know, tender place in my heart for that. But yeah, these guys, you can't find a real good one uh, yet, but the search goes on. Yeah. We will someday. 
Yeah, maybe there's some nice ones there in that, in that fishing yard, but I, everyone we met here seemed like a dick. Can I ask, yeah, though, didn't it seem... Oh, here we go. Big corn podcast here, actually. Big <laughs> corn podcast, yep. <laughs> no, did anybody else think that it just seemed really weird that Din was like so... It was oh, yeah. so easy for him to kind of be like... <sighs> Oh, cool. Duped. The Corrin are going to show me what I need to know. Like, do you think that he trusted that they actually, like, had good intentions? Or he wasn't, even if, like, he thought, okay, well, we'll see where this takes yeah. me. He wasn't very careful. He's a little naive. But here, I'll, here I'll cut him some slack. Because when you're dealing with a Corrin and their appearance, very difficult to tell. You know, whether you can trust them or not. You got all those tentacles on the face that Ew. are moving around. Ew. You can't. I mean, usually you can tell a person just looking at him. I don't know. I don't, I don't trust this guy. All the corn. There's too much happening. Wait a second. They all look pissed Wait a off. And, yeah. Can't you say the same about the Mandalorian, though, because they're always wearing a freaking helmet? Well, yeah. I mean, he, but that's just... There's nothing going on. I mean, these guys got tentacles. It's just... It's everywhere. You can't... You, you, they, I mean, they'd be great poker players. Oh, yeah. That's well, true. I, right, Luke? I think you're hitting on a, you're hitting on a really big point here in Come his on. naivety. Um, you know, we, we saw the, the conflict of cultures that happened between yeah. uh, Bo-Katan, who is truly from the planet Mandalore, uh, with, with you know, our Mandalorian Din Djarin, who's from basically this almost like fundamentalist yeah. sect of a of, uh, clan that uh, this is like his – this whole series is like his Rumspringer. He's yes. Yes. a sheltered He's life. He's jumping the he fence. Is, he doesn't know that much yeah. about anything, and now he's venturing out into the world, and he's just kind of stumbling yeah. along. He's like, I've just been quested to go find this guy's people, so I'll just yeah. have to find Mandalorians, and everywhere I go, I'll just ask whoever I see, yeah. have you seen a Mandalorian? And see what happens. But this guy, like, he doesn't know much of the world. He brings up the Jedi, and, and, and Bo-Katan's like, yeah, I know Jedi, and I, I've been around. I know yeah. a lot. And he doesn't know he doesn't know anything. So it's really interesting that he's been built up in our minds because we've been by his side throughout this and seeing his struggles and his journey. Yeah. But in a in a way he is a bit of a yeah, kind of a sheltered weirdo. And Absolutely. now he's like it's all just hitting him the rest of the galaxy like so fast. Yeah, if yeah. it wasn't for that best scar, I mean he'd be screwed. Um, yeah, I right. actually had this. I took a couple notes when we watched it the first time, and that was like Great one of the big taking. things. Thank you. Big note-taking podcast. I yep. kind of felt like, yes, this episode introduced us to Bo-Katan, real Mandalorians, oh, yeah. and the possibility of meeting Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. But to me, I think what this episode did the best is kind of show Din that Everything that he thinks that he knows oh. is actually probably not necessarily accurate. Yeah. Because I feel like his world just got turned completely upside down, even more so than it did when he took on the task of bringing the child to the Jedi. Yeah. And I just think that this is going to be, you know, a moment of growth for him to kind of make a decision. He's at a crossroads. Yeah. You know, is he going to continue on the way he thinks only one way? Yeah. And that is carrying on what Luke called that fundamentalist yeah. mindset of what Mandalorians truly are and what it means to be a Mandalorian. Yeah. Or is he going to be like, well, hold on a second. Here are these other Mandalorians who are doing things that I never even thought was acceptable. Yeah. But they're telling me that this is and there's more than one way mm -hmm. to be a Mandalorian. And is he going to kind of have a moment where he's like, 
either going to do his own thing or he's going to kind of think like maybe death watch isn't what I thought it was and kind of break away from that. Yeah. I mean, he's got a lot to process. He's learned a lot just as of late and it's a lot to process. And as much as he wanders around, you'd think he would have processed a lot of this already. Doesn't seem like that's happened. And, I mean, who is he supposed to talk to about this? Like, the child? Like, he can't even trust the child. Like, he's always watching that thing. He doesn't really have anyone to talk to about this. And when he does, he's, you know, trying to save his own life. Or, you know, hey, I'll help you, but once you help me with this job. Like, he's got, he doesn't have really time to, to really grasp what the hell is going on and, and how he's likely been misled his entire upbringing. Um, and, and you can you can, you can can sense that in the episode. Like, when when she tells him all this and they're kind of making the run through that freighter, I mean, obviously like the, the, what, what do they call their little, little gang? The, the something owls. I don't, what do you, Luke, do you remember what they call themselves? This, I don't remember what Bo-Katan calls them. I don't know. I didn't catch it. There's a something owls. I, I think from the clone wars, they talk about that, but uh, they're just owning. Right. And I mean, Din really didn't have to do a whole lot. I mean, he made that huge sacrifice there, but he seems a little slower than everybody, and it's almost like he's grappling with, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Like, these guys are even more badass than the people that I was with, but also, like, they just told me that everything I knew was pretty much a lie and that they're actual Mandalorians. What the hell is... He just seems slow to catch up to everything because he's processing it in the moment. Um, so there's just... There's so much to unpack there, but... Um, so, yeah. We get we, we get a ride with these Quarren, and... You know, obviously they're jerks. You know, we learned that very quickly. Uh, well, they, they kicked the ba- yeah. oh, that they was kicked the well, baby. Hits it with a staff, oh, right? Yeah, he gets rid of that baby. He does right into the mouth of that freaking like water, whatever. Yeah, what is it? I have no idea. Oh. I have no idea. But straight up eats Baby Yoda and that thing. And so Din jumps in. A huge trap to assuming Holly said get their get his Beskar armor, I guess. Yeah, I think that what they were going after was the Beskar. Yeah, it definitely seemed like that. Uh, so in this moment, I'm like, how's he, how's he going to get out of this? My mind always goes to Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda's going to step up. He's going to lift this damn creature out of the water, and they're going to bust through this gate. I was like, that's the only option. And sure as shit, here comes Bo-Katan and her friends, uh, Sasha Bank and that, Banks and that one gentleman. Didn't catch his name, uh, but they're all badasses. Uh, so everyone that thought, you know, Sasha Banks was playing uh, Sabine Wren, I'm really sorry you were Hi. disappointed. That was one little thing that finally something was wrong of all the supposed leaks and, and spoilers that were out there. Thank God. So that was nice. Um, but man, that helmet came off quickly. And I just got chills everywhere. It was just like, oh, my God, they're doing this. And they're giving Katie Sackhoff this opportunity to continue her character and make it actually her own, which is fantastic, like in the flesh. I I freaking loved it. Uh, uh, Luke, were you blown away? I told you to stay off Twitter today when you were at work. Uh, Did it stay nice and unspoiled for you? Yeah, no, the reveal occurred for me in the episode, which is why I was able to, even though I knew the rumors, I could experience the joy of, of seeing it for the first time without knowing for sure it was coming. And uh, you're right, like, uh, Katie Sackhoff's performance was outstanding. I thought the acting mm. throughout this entire episode was excellent. I, the Imperials oh. um, that we saw, um, you know, the Stormtroopers you can't see, but all the non-Stormtrooper Imperials we saw, yeah. I thought did an excellent job. Um, the, the one pilot, to me, did a really great job with the way he was... Um, 
so expressive. He didn't have a lot of lines, but like yeah. just his his facial expressions let you know so much of what's going on. I recognized the the commander of the vessel. I don't know his name offhand, the actor, but I like oh, I was, I was like I've seen this guy around. Titus um, Welliver. Oh yeah, huh? oh, big nice. lost podcast here, right? What a what name. name. Yeah, Titus. Um, so you know, just the performances were, were were I thought maybe some of the best of the entire series. Um, Katie Sackhoff being kind of first among them. Um, the continuity of the character, like you said, from from animation, is so unprecedented to have a character come from animation to live action to begin with, and then for it to be the same actor portraying yeah. it, and she just knocked it out of the park. I loved. Um, you know, the, the friction we've been talking about between the different Mandalore cultures and how she threw the the, the catchphrase that everyone just <laughs> loves and adores back in his face when he's like, you're changing the terms of the deal. Yeah. And she sarcastically says, this is the way. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I thought that was amazing and she delivered it um, so perfectly that you got, you know, just the the sarcasm and, and like I said, the, the, the conflict of those two cultures coming together. Yeah. Uh, so it just, I, I thought that was really excellent. The writing and the execution, like you said, every, everybody was so on their game and yeah, they do these storyboards and they really plan out these scenes, but you got to give Bryce Dallas Howard a lot of credit here for setting this up and just getting these shots. And the writing was perfect. Like, like Luke just said, the sarcasm of this is the way and that's not a, that's not a Mandalorian thing. That's this cults thing of like, that's how they brainwashed people. But Hey, this is a hey, that's Mandalore's dude. He said it. You don't take your helmet off. They're, they're kind of, uh, and I, Holly and I were talking about this is, is they seemed not surprised to find him. It's almost yes. as if they found others and they were kind of like found this silly, you know, traditionalist over here. He interprets the, you know, the constitution, you know, quite literally like, no, not like that. He's but an originalist. He's an originalist. And so uh, Holly, what did you, what did you think of that? It felt like they were kind of like yeah. mocking him. They've run across him before and you, you silly folks, you're, you're not actually Mandalorians. Yeah. Well, so that's what he said to them. Yeah. So when they all took their helmets off after they rescued the child, he was like, you took your helmets off. You're not, yeah. Real Mandalorians. Yeah. And she was like, I am. I'm the last of my line. Yeah. And he, I, he just like, I think that's like when it started to go downhill for him when he was like, what the hell? Ugh. But I, you can see them all kind of exchanging looks. And yeah. that makes me feel like this is not their first time coming across mm-hmm. somebody from this cult. This yeah. is not the first time that they've had this conversation with somebody. They have to explain their actions over and over and over again and kind of be like, hey, this is going to come as a literal culture shock yeah, for you. Absolutely. But like, there are other ways to be a Mandalorian. Yeah. And there's not actually one way. We're actually stronger together, she says. Yes. I know you've been told that it's this one way, but all together, you know, you know, a diverse group, we're actually better and stronger with that. So, and, and I, I don't know. I, I thought it was just, it was so fantastic. Even the humor there. There was just a, there were only a few humorous moments, like kind of the the this is the way sarcasm and and when she they're making their way through that freighter and she says uh, uh, she's talking to that that commander in in, in the bridge you know uh, imprisoned in there and she's like just put some tea on we'll be up in a little moment it just felt so just like I don't know it was just it was fantastic but uh, I'm curious to 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 see if we're ever going to 
see more interactions with Bo-Katan's clan and like other of these kind of traditional Mandalores. Like, 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 I don't know because, and I don't know if a lot of people caught this, but Bo-Katan every time she would approach approach uh, Din, she would call him brother. Yeah. So it's not like it's not like she's just like you're not even Mandalorian. Like you, you silly folk, you wear the army. You have no idea what you're doing. Still looks at him as a brother, mm-hmm. and wants to unite these people. Obviously, we've seen that in the past. But there was another edge to Bo Katan. I don't know if anyone kind of picked up on that. I think someone in the chat kind of mentioned like she's kind of like even more hard ass than she ever yeah. was in the Clone it was, Wars. It was Rob. Rob yeah. said, "Can we talk about how I brutal quote, she was?" And I quote. Rob said, um, I think that, sorry, I'm trying to find it. There's been a lot of stuff going on in the, um, in the chat, but he said, hmm, Bo seems pissed about losing the Darksaber. I mean, yeah, we're we're definitely going to learn probably how that happened, but I don't know. Luke, did you kind of pick up on a little edge? Like she is pissed. I mean, no one's being taken prisoner i mean they are quick to execute maybe a little double tap to make sure they actually killed these imperials did she have a little edge to her i mean i think she has reason to from what we know you know there was what do they call it the purge yeah you're right she mentioned she says i was there or i fought against it now now that the empire is on its heels now she's trying to reclaim it yeah and going after these imperials and capturing their weapons to use to go back to mandalore yeah uh which is uh you know great motivation to try to sort of uh uh free her people uh you know so it must mean that mandalore is still imperial controlled even though we're in this era now where uh you know the new republic is starting to assert more of its control yeah um and i think you know there's a good chance to me that that this this season will follow some of the formula of season one where a lot lot of these people we meet along the way we see again later in in the season Uh, so we might see Cobb vanth again i i think more likely we see bo-katan again than a Cobb vanth later on in the season uh so so i definitely think we'll, we'll see her at least one more time and uh it will really set up an interesting juxtaposition to compare how Ahsoka Tana translates to live action, yeah. given that it's not going to be the same actor portraying her, as far as we know, uh, who portrayed her in animation, whereas this Bo-Katan one was so seamless. So that really set up like an interesting uh, contrast to see how it goes, transferring it from different uh, medium and transferring who's portraying the character. Uh, so that, that'll be a real uh, test of how, how well they pull that out. But I assume Filoni will direct that episode because he hasn't directed one yet this season. So take great care in that. Maybe maybe that's the bombshell. Maybe the bombshell is that actually Eckstein is playing Ahsoka Tano. I'd be down. I mean, that That'd would be, be amazing. Down. Yeah. So Paige said, um, I'm going with what my best friend and I came up with after a very long discussion about Ahsoka. And she said, maybe they won't show her until the end of the season. It will be like an over the shoulder shot. Yeah. I actually I'm was down. thinking, I mean, yeah. I was, I've always wanted that. Just reveal the hood drops and you just maybe see yeah. her, her, her head or something. Um, yeah. I was kind of thinking after we watched this episode and it goes along with what Luke was saying. We're like, we meet these characters, we hear about these characters, but we maybe we don't see them until the end of the season again, or maybe we don't see them at all. And I was like, yeah. what if we don't actually get 
Ahsoka, you know, because we we know that Din gets pulled off on all these little side quests that he's doing. So it could be that he's like, okay, this is where I'm going. But then other things come up because we still have Cara Dune. We still have um, Grief Karga. Like we have other characters who we haven't even seen again this season. Great point. So, I mean, there's still a lot that can happen in between him getting to Corvus or where he is right now. And so, I mean, we might not even see her happen in this season. Uh, Yeah, I think it's going to be a bit. I think think the name drop was, uh, hey, guys, we're going there. We got some other stuff we got to do, but we'll eventually get there. And who knows, maybe Sabine's there and stuff. And I want to get to that here in a little bit. I want to touch on something that Nettie mentioned because... He said uh, that Den's clan didn't appear to care about the planet Mandalore. Didn't he call it cursed? That's what I caught, too, that he said, isn't it cursed or something like that? So is it just these folks were just like, we're going to establish outposts everywhere and, you know, just kind of survive that way? Uh, They don't seem to really. I mean, the planet's probably been decimated multiple times. Um, but, but Bo-Katan seems hell-bent on actually bringing back the planet Mandalore and the people and, and uniting them all there like we've, we've known that she's wanted to do in the past. So I, I think that's a great point, Nettie. I, it definitely seems like their priorities are elsewhere, and it's more holding on to those traditions and not necessarily yeah. salvaging the planet itself. And there's a lot. I mean, we're being reminded in this episode of how much time, like Luke was saying earlier, how yeah. much time has passed between yeah. when we saw these characters in the Clone Wars and now. Yeah. And, I mean, Rob said, you know, Rebo Katan, it could feel as if she gets that saber, she's the rightful heir to Mandalore. I mean, the episode is literally called The Heiress. Yeah, exactly. Don't forget that. Yep. And then Rob said, without it, it's like a king without an army. Paige said, I mean, she still had one living relative the last time we saw her, and now she's yeah. implying that she is the last of her line. Yeah. So, I mean, there's still a lot of story there that's left to be explored. What, like what happened? What's yeah. been happening there? Yeah. I, I, I'm still, even with everything we know, I'm still surprised that they're going this route because in rebels, you know, I kind of felt like we kind of, we were, we were on Mandalore a lot. I kind of got annoyed with it for a little bit. I hate to say that, but I gotta be honest. Um, and then you've got, you know, them lifting the saber and everyone's like yeah hell yeah i was like okay cool riding off into the sunset they bring everyone back that's awesome obviously something went down and, and shit got whacked um but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll find out what happens i, I also want to bring up something that uh that luke mentioned you talked about the imperials what a huge difference from what we saw in the first season with the imperials they're kind of in this hideout like in this bunker thing and the, you know, on this sand planet and, and it didn't seem like they had much of a presence and that these were just a few kind of, you know, hangouts that, that they were protecting and, and, and some were trying to bring back the empire. But then you see, uh, on this Mon Cala wannabe planet, um, this huge freighter where they're loading all these munitions and, and I'm sure people still fear the empire there. It just, you planet to planet, you have no idea what kind of presence the Empire has. I mean, there may be more elsewhere. It definitely it feels like we're going to get a bigger... I don't know. I, I, I get Moff Gideon. We had Moff Gideon. He was a huge part. I wasn't expecting this to be so much against the Empire. I kind of thought they were just going to be... I don't know. Just kind of hit and miss throughout the series. But it seems like they're still a very huge presence. Um, which, I don't know why that surprised me. It probably shouldn't. Um... I thought, yeah, I thought it was really powerful that 
they, they're still so devoted to a cause. Yeah. Even this time when you know the empire is in decline, that they you know they would take the ship down rather than let it fall into to others' hands to use against them. Uh, I think it's I don't know how much it is actual belief in the empire or like fear of Gideon because it seems like yeah. he's yeah. a real fearsome warlord, but he uses the rhetoric of do it for the empire uh, as as a manipulation of the underlings that was uh, like whoa these guys aren't messing around yeah those pilots were definitely freaking out they kept looking at each other like shit we're done we're done you have to feel bad for them well you don't have to but I did but also I mean it's funny this is just me how we love Din Djarin that's not gonna change but he comes from a cult yeah. Theoretically, you could say the same for the Empire, who yeah. we hate so much. You see the same kind of brainwashing and Absolutely. the same kind of, like, I don't want to call it, like, patriotism. But, you know, like, believe in this cause so much, this is your entire life. Yeah. And I think Luke was absolutely right when he said that it was perhaps more of a fear of Moff Gideon. Because Bo-Katan literally says, I'm not going to kill you. Yeah. And he's like, you might not, but he will. Yeah. And then he kills himself. Yeah. That was that was very powerful. Was. I wasn't surprised because I figured, like, that's exactly what's going to happen. But it was still, like, it still had a shock value when yeah. you saw that happen on screen. Did you say shock value because he bit down the tooth that electrocuted him? Bam. Jesus, no, I didn't, Holly, but that was so hysterical. funny. <laughs> I thought that was amazing. I, that's an old, old kind of, you know... Spy move, you got the tooth you bite down on and it poisons you, you foam out the mouth. I love that it was just like electrocution right to the brain and you're dead. Like it was just, man, that was awesome. I, I didn't really see that coming, I'll be honest. I thought that was super cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, a lot a lot for Din to process there. And as, as, as pissed off as Bo-Katan was and maybe un, as untrusting as she is, you know, in these kind of traditional Mandalorians, she was quick to say, "Hey, you can you can hang with us. You can come with us." You know, and I, it felt more than just like a, "Hey, we could use more bodies." It was just like, "I'm I'm really trying to build something here, and, I, and I'm I'm going to trust in you, um, you know, to join us and, and and do the right thing. And I'll even give you the information you need. And that door's open. Hey, you want to come join us when you can? That's awesome. Um, I thought that was cool. That was that was super cool. And and obviously, Dent's like. I got a quest. Don't forget about the quest. I got to get this little guy uh, to where he needs to go. And Bo-Katan says, seek out Ahsoka Tano. Tell her Bo-Katan sent you. So they still have a good relationship there. They've been keeping in touch for these 30 years or whatever. And so she says, go to whatever the city was on the planet Corvus, a forest planet. Now, Corvus, you can go look it up. You can go Google it. The only thing you're going to find about Corvus is the Battlefront 2 ship for Inversio. There, there's not a whole lot on Corvus, so I don't think they're misleading us here. It could just be a different spelling. It could be the same spelling. It's just a planet, and this was a ship we got back in the day. Um, uh, if you look yeah. on, if you look, Corvus, it's C-O-R-V-U-S, yeah. and the entry that's on there was added today after this episode aired, saying this is the first time. Yeah. That this planet has been mentioned, yeah. at least in canon. 
I have no clue if it is based on some planet or moon yeah. that we know from legends. I don't really know that much about that. Um, well, it say, said forest planet, so it sounds like there's no sand. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, we're past that. Jeez, but I, peace. I also think that, I think that, kind of like we talked about earlier, where it seemed like they all were kind of, you know, like, oh, this guy, yeah. Death Watch. Like, yeah. I think that Bo-Katan knows, like, he'll be back. Yeah. She got in his head. He has a lot of questions. Yeah. She knows that he's curious, and I think she probably, like, can sense that he means well, especially because he's taking care of this child. I don't think that she foresees him running back to yeah. Death Watch if he can find yeah. the other members and being like, I got to get back in with you guys. I yeah. think that she knows that he's kind of hooked on what he needs to do. So she's like, hey, go do what you got to do. You know where to find us. Yeah. I just, I, yeah. I think that she just knew that he would come back. Yeah, and it begs the question, how long have they been tracking him? Have they been tracking him since season one? Was that one of them that walked up to that dead assassin? Maybe it wasn't Boba Fett. Maybe they've been following him this whole time. He sticks out like a sore thumb with his Beskar armor. There's not a lot of it around. So, and, 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 and just like him, you know, hearing Mandalorian anywhere he runs to it, they probably are doing the same thing because they're trying to unite their people. So it begs the question, you know, if she's on that ship following him, how long have they been following him? Are they seeing that he has a good heart, that he's, you know, been told by the armor to go on this quest? And this is another thing that Holly and I talked about when we were watching it. The armor. The armor seems like she knows what's up. Is she also, has she also been lied to her entire life? Like, is she actually a good person? Like, we don't no, it seemed like it, but she knows something of the Jedi, but obviously not as much as Bo-Katan. Yeah. Uh, Luke, is that anything that crossed your mind, like who we've seen in the past now? And like, is she actually a good person? Should she come back and maybe not be so great? Yeah, I want to put uh, a, a little bit of a different spin on, on things than what we have been. We've been using the word cult, Yeah, which has a lot of negative connotations in, yeah. it, in talking about how appeared, you know, like sheltered uh, Din appears to be. Yeah. Uh, And these are negatives. But at the same time, like, I think we have to think about the the context for this and then what kind of person it produced. Yeah. Um, This this so-called cult did produce this this figure who thought of things other than himself and took great risk to rescue uh, Green Bean, Baby Yoda, and has taken great risk to continue caring for him and and going on this quest. Uh, so it inst- this cult instilled a lot of, uh, I think, strong values in this person, which you, you both have touched on. Um, and then think about, like, the trauma of Mandalore long term. When yeah. we see it, even in the period of the Clone Wars, they have been fighting amongst themselves so much over who knows how long that a lot of the planet is decimated and they're living in like bubble cities. Yeah. And I think the, you know, the, I think the background is that they have decimated the planet through their, their fighting through their wars. Um, so if, if you have a, a, a sect, a clan that views that history and what it's brought their people and decides to try to change some things and take a different 
path like Satine tried to do yeah. to, to, to sort of pacify yep. the planet when she was ruler. Um, this clan might have just looked at all of that and said, we need to do something different. We're, we're too destructive. We're, this isn't a, a good path. And, and they reverted to like, well, yeah, more sort of fundamentalist, conservative, um, more insular view of things. But uh, I don't think it's all bad. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I don't want to get too carried away with the word cult. Uh, but it's definitely some parts of it seem unnecessary. <laughs> but there, there's a good, a certain amount of good that came of it. Yeah, I mean, they've they've been through a lot. There's been a lot of change of the guard. Like, there's been a lot of people in charge. That Maul was running the show for a bit. Like. Bo-Katan, like they, they, Satine, like the, the, and it's been a kind of whiplash. So maybe, yeah, maybe they're reverting to the old ways and saying like this, we, we survived this way for, you know, generations and thousands of years. Like this is what helped us, you know, defeat the Jedi. Like this is what helped us, well, not defeat them, but maybe keep them in check. Like maybe let's revert to that and things will, we'll keep it smaller. Things will be better. We're not even going to attempt, you know, to revitalize the planet because it didn't work out well. And, and then we're just going to be sought after. Like we have, you know, when we were infighting or when the empire came along or when the separatists were here, like it's hard to trust people, especially if they know where you are and, and, and they know how easily, you know, you maybe could be swayed uh, with a show of force. So maybe, yeah, maybe they're just kind of yeah. saying, let's keep this smaller. Let, let's, let's, let's do that. Yeah. yeah. I do. I do also agree with Luke. You know, I think that sometimes we tend to throw the term cult around yeah. kind of just like willy nilly, like, oh, this person, yeah. like they have very strong beliefs on this one side that I just yeah. don't agree with. Like, and so cult, do bro. the other people that they're yeah. around. They're a cult. Like, yeah. let's not forget like what the purpose of a cult is. That's right. And so does it seem like the death clan actually is fundamentally a cult or do they truly just have different beliefs and they were trying to remove themselves from, you know, another group that didn't, wasn't going the way that they wanted to go. So I think we do have to be careful when we're throwing that term around. Absolutely. Yeah. No, not, no longer a cult here. Or, you know, they're not necessarily just like worshiping one leader. I mean, we don't even know technically at this point we're questioning like, the armor seems to know the most, but yeah. no one's really like staying in Death Clan to or Death Watch yeah. to like worship this armor or like worship the Beskar armor yeah. or you know the, not even the Dark Saber because they don't even have it. Yeah. So it's kind of like I feel like we're away from that cult feeling, and they just have different beliefs. I mean, it's the same thing that we see every day in this country. Yeah. I'm not going to call a certain political group generalize them a cult. Yeah. I just, it doesn't fit, you know? Yeah. And it's only going to get more complicated. Th- those Mandos are going to show up again. Yeah. Like, and that's the other thing. Like, we talked about how good Din has been and how he's doing the right thing. Like, those other Mandos that were there in that holdout, they also came to his aid when he needed it, right? Like, so you can, they kind of, it doesn't seem like they're all that bad. They just maybe are misled about, you know, what's the best for their people. But it seems like they're very focused on the best scar and keeping a low profile, and that's cool. Yeah, and Paige said earlier, um, you know, she kind of made a joke, speaking ass, Mandalorian, buddy, they're aggressive, we're progressive, we're fun, take off the helmet. But I think, (laughs) (laughs) but I think, you know, I mean, that is one way to look at it. You know, you do have 
possibly, a, I don't know if you want to call Bo-Katan more progressive, but I mean, different visions here. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. It's great. It's just when you thought Mandalore and Mandalorians couldn't be, you know, as any more complicated than they've been in the Clone Wars or Rebels. Boy, it's there's more out there, and it's gonna be crazy to see them all come together, whatever that means, if they're infighting or whatever. But it just, I could see those original Mandalorians that we saw kind of helping out the Empire, just being like, you know what, we don't, we're. Ugh. Bo-Katan lost that Darksaber for a reason because she's crazy. Not saying that she actually is, but that may be their viewpoint and saying, we're going to help out the Empire. You know, that's happened in the past. That's they, we, We've seen Death Watch kind of, you know, come to the aid of the Empire. Um, so we it also could saw happen them again. Yeah. kind of fight against the Empire in the first season, though. True. So maybe they're not taking sides. It's just kind of whichever fits our narrative <sighs> and what we want. Do they know Moff Gideon has the dark saber though? God, I don't know that they do. <laughs> There's some, and that's the thing. If they are, you know, the dark saber is a older reference in Mandalorian folklore. Like that's that's back when you know there was a Mandalorian Jedi, like before the Mandalorian and, and Jedi Wars. Like, that that was a long time ago. So if they truly look at, you know, whoever wields the Darksaber is who we lead, and, and they're kind of living this, I don't know what else to call it other than kind of traditionalist, light, originalist. I love that you brought the originalist. I love that I keep using it. That originalist lifestyle, then, like, maybe they do just blindly follow. I think that would be really interesting. You know, and Bo maybe has to has to do some convincing and earn that saber back. I don't know, um, or is that just too much of what we saw in Rebels? I don't know. I don't know. Well, Philip came in and said Mandos have a tragic history. It's only natural there would be a schism. I feel like, yeah. or I really like that they made them more diverse within their culture as well, which I think yeah. is a great point. Yeah, it's bigger than families now, right? Yeah. Like, like Bo Katan is the last of her lineage, so it's bigger than that now. It's uniting. The world, it's uniting them under different principles. It's not just, I'm a Chris or whatever she is. I can't remember what her family name is. It's more than Christ, that now. Yeah, yeah it's, it's more than just these family and their lineage. It's it's Because that was a big part of it. That was a big part in Rebels. It was it was huge. So it's there's a lot more on, on, on you know at stakes now. And there's they've learned a lot. They had to have learned a lot. Um, I know it doesn't look like, you know, uh, Bo-Katan has aged much, but she has to be much more wiser after these experiences. So there's much more that's going to happen. It's just, boy, could be a nice political drama here that we're going to get with a lot of shooting. <laughs> I mean. A lot of shooting in this episode. Holly. <laughs> I, big yeah. shooting podcast. Big, big uh, blaster podcast here, Holly. Yeah, uh, something else that oh. I really liked about this episode that we really haven't seen a lot in the show, uh, maybe a little bit in the first season, but I don't remember for sure. Mm -hmm. I loved in this episode how when they were on the ship and kind of engaging in those blaster fights with the stormtroopers, you got to see some of that scrimmage I guess I don't know yeah. you get to see it through the eyes of the Mandalorians oh, awesome. like they filmed it through the helmet you got to see like the thermal yeah like vision on the helmet and I just thought that that was really awesome because typically when they do that in a show you know 
they're taking you into the mind of that character yeah. and seeing what they're seeing. And I just thought that was done so well. They did it again. Bryce did it again with the end of the episode with the little creepy yeah. squid spider thing that was like going for the baby. God. I just thought those were really interesting views and that was like more engaging. Yeah. I, at that point I was just like, are you kidding me? More spiders. I know. I can't. I can't. At least it was just three seconds at the end of it, and the thing, you know, died. Um, I don't want spiders to die, but that one deserved it. I mean. So, well, he got eaten. Yeah, so. th- thank God. At least it was, there was a purpose there. It was but tasty. You're absolutely right, though, and that's a very Star Wars animated. That's why it felt that entire – it was kind of a heist scene. I don't know what else to call it. That kind of that, – that, that part of the show, it felt very – it felt so closely tied to the animated, like even just like you mentioned, like being in the in the in the helmet there of the Mandos using that kind of thermal imaging, like that's very rebel esque, like rebels esque. Like we saw a lot of that in the animation. We saw just that 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 view of um, the the hallway there of the ship and that kind of tilted camera angle. Love that. That's very animated esque. Like that that it felt like Rebels. It felt like it felt like Rebels more than anything, I think. Um I could see Ezra Bridger running around with Chopper at, at any point there. It just it felt like it. We, we were talking about Holly when they were when they were fighting the Imperials on the side of the ship there. It felt like fallen order. Yes. Like coming in close contact with those with those uh, Imperials. And when Sasha Banks' character picked one up and took it to flight and drop that thing on the uh, drop that imperial on the windshield that was so <laughs> amazing and so funny it was it's never you know death is never funny no um but uh it just it felt like rebels you know imperials just kind of dying everywhere like you know it's just it was incredible and, and din making that making that sacrifice there in that hallway to me that wasn't you know i'm just fighting for my life it, it was i have something else to look forward to. I have something else. I have another purpose and it's keeping this kid safe. It's not just me anymore. In that moment, I'm sure he would have tried to do, you know, at another time, anything to get out of the situation. But this was, you're, I mean, you could easily die in doing that, Din. Like, the, you're, but hey, he goes out there in his best car and takes a bunch of blaster shots and saves the day pretty much. But It's a testament to his character, though. Because oh, yeah. he gave his word and he said that he was going to help them as long as they helped him. Yeah. And yeah. he did. He follows through on what he says he's going to do. Yeah. And he did it when he helped Frog Lady bring her babies to her husband. Yeah. Or her eggs Boy. to her husband. He did, didn't like, he? Like, he was like, I don't have to do this, but I guess I said I would, so yeah. now I'm going to. Yeah. It was just, that was an episode for the ages. Holly, what, what else about the episode did you really enjoy? Any, anything else that, that stuck out? Okay, let's talk about this. We know we're going to Ahsoka at some point. Does that mean that Sabine is still hanging out there with Ahsoka? She said she was held up here at this place. It doesn't sound like she's just openly on this planet just using the force and, and you know, being the town mayor. It seems like she's maybe in hiding. I, I don't know if... if if maybe the the Imperials are still seeking out, you know, any Jedi, I, I don't, I don't know, Luke. I, d- d- to you, did it sound like ah- Ahsoka's just kind of hanging out there, being the hero of the day, uh, you know, openly, or is this she's kind of hold out somewhere, you know, still, you know, living this kind of, you know, 
imperial time lifestyle where she's got to keep a keep things under wrap. Well, I'm going to go back to something that that I came up with and have latched onto in, in some of our earlier podcasts leading up to the, the new season beginning, and I feel like the the big reveal, the big surprise, could still be a Luke Skywalker appearance. <laughs> and I feel like Ahsoka is a bridge to that, and we're getting her referenced and probably appearing earlier in the season than we expected because she might be a stepping stone to Luke. Because when you think about this time period, it's, it's post-Jedi, so Luke is a prominent figure. Yeah. At this point, um, if Ahsoka is still around, she and we know she's been involved kind of with the Rebel Alliance, that she would have at least heard of Luke and by this point maybe had a chance to get in touch with him. Uh, so she might have to say, you know, they might find her and she might be like, I'm researching, I'm on this quest too. I'm trying to find Ezra (laughs) or, you know, sort of hinting at that because that's supposed to be going on around the same time period. So I can't like fully devote myself to helping you with baby Yoda, but here's like the biggest Jedi out there right now. You need to get in touch with Luke. Um, I'm still kind of holding on to that theory as, growing likelihood at this point in my mind. Uh, so I don't expect her to be around more than one episode, probably the way things tend to go here. Uh, and, and maybe the big surprise that never got really leaked or rumor rather than our crazy internal speculation is, I, is Luke. Is, is that, po- is it possible for us in one is that gonna be? Oh, is that gonna be like too much? Are our brains gonna explode? Yes. If we get Boba Fett returning, a little Cobb Vanth moment, nice little nod to the novels. Bo Katan comes back. Uh, Ahsoka shows up. Luke Skywalker out there looking for relics. Um, Ezra Bridger. Okay. Wait. Or even Thrawn. Is okay. that too... That's like a dozen characters. Is that too much, Holly? Right, Luke. Nettie said, big surprise. Ezra and Thrawn? Question mark? Guys, I... I didn't, I didn't suggest Ezra would appear. I would... Uh, there might be a reference from Ahsoka to that she's involved trying to find this other Jedi who got lost. Yeah. And that's a wink-wink, nudge-nudge to all of us out there. Um so no, I'm not. I'm not saying Ezra and Thrawn. No, no, that, that is kind of getting uh, the boat's getting a little too full, and, and we're going overboard. <laughs> but uh, I'm still, I'm still saying that the Luke door is open. Or just you know, he he take Baby Yoda, the child, to to Ahsoka, and she says, "He's too old, too old. Fifty years old is he? Is he too old to be trained?" Wait, and she you- says, "No, I'm." I remember what Master Yoda said. He's too old. No, Holly? Well, I was like, wait, are we taking the child to Yoda or are we taking the child to Ahsoka? That was me as Ahsoka doing a Yoda impression. I mean... Pretty good, right? I'm impressed. Thank you. Thank you. Um... Okay. I don't know. Is it too much? Holly, would your head literally explode? 
Hold up. Okay. Okay. What if Luke's onto something? Okay. I already said maybe we don't even see Ahsoka. Ahsoka's mentioned, but maybe we don't even see her. See her D-Row. Instead, it's, hey, listen, there's another. There is another. Go find him. <laughs> I love that we're bringing back all these original Star Wars quotes <laughs> and repurposing them. You know, does, oh my God, is it, is this just Ahsoka? She's a frail, no. maybe she's a frail old no. Jedi there in her robes, you know, and maybe there, Din is, oh. is helping her in her hut, you know, lay down and she just says, there is another. First of Jedi. all, Jedi. No, I didn't like anything yeah, okay. you just said. Okay. I think it'd be we great. We don't know how to Gruton's age and she's yeah. only in her 40s. At this point. <laughs> yeah, she may develop a Yoda accent at this point. We have no idea. I don't think I don't think so. So you're it would be too much for you. It wouldn't be too much for all of these characters to show up in one season. Oh no, it absolutely would be. I'm just speculating like everybody else is. Hey, okay. Okay, realistically, okay. no, I don't want that. Okay. Because I don't want to take away from Din Jaren. And it, that's what it, would it will do. It'd get pretty messy, wouldn't it? And like Luke said, we're gonna sink the ship. Or no, he said go overboard. But I'm saying sink it. So, okay, I, I totally get what you're saying because if we have so many characters show up, if they do show up, it's going to have to be exactly what Luke said. Okay, you'll get five minutes with Ahsoka in one episode, and it just kind of gives you a hint of where Ahsoka is right now. Okay, you get ten minutes of Ezra Bridger in an episode. It just gives you a hint of where that is, and it sets us up for other freaking series. Who knows? Thrawn and Ezra Bridger could be the best of friends. Okay, but we I have no idea. I personally would love that. I'm I so sorry, Rebels. Yeah. Spoiler, but I just imagine them flying off into the in sunset. Yeah, becoming the best of friends. Yeah, I just I know that's not actually riding pergles into the sunset. I am down. Yeah. I'd love to see it. Yeah, I'm here for that. Yeah. I just think that they have a lot to learn from each other. Yeah, no, they do. What does Thrawn say, Holly? Fascinating. 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 <laughs> I could just see him saying that a lot. There's in there, you know, just learning fascinating. <laughs> That's I fascinating. Just, uh, yeah. I don't know. I have high hopes for Thrawn. I haven't read any of the books, so Boy, it's probably you misplaced. Are about to. <laughs> no, you no, at everyone admires him. Yeah, is he on the wrong side of history at some point? Yeah. I know. But I guess I guess we people can't make mistakes. That. He, you know, he was there for a purpose hey, higher than the hey, empire. Yeah, this is the Thrawn story. Mate, that could be the the third installment the of this new. The, yeah, the Thronasad. Like, who knows? It very well could be. I, I just he's a you know he, Thrawn had a bigger purpose than just you know you know surviving in the empire or, or having a thriving empire he was there for a purpose and it wasn't necessarily for the emperor it was for his people so we might see a good side to thrawn boy that would be insane hey, i guess we need to bring back the where's ezra t-shirts yeah is that another is that another uh another t public exclusive it can be i think they're yeah. they already exist well, but we'll make a we fun casual where's yeah. ezra we do them bigger and better you're goddamn right we do <laughs> bigger and better um yeah i just i'm down to see these characters and i'm down for it to 
provide uh, you know us an idea of where these characters are in this time period? Are they still on these quests that we we know Ahsoka and Sabine went out looking for Ezra, right? So twenty. No, this would be thirty some. Wait, after okay. No, this would only be a few. This would only be a few Wait, years after that. I haven't put the timeline yeah. mural on the wall. Jesus, I know. We're back and forth in history. Well, like, yeah, Luke. Th- yeah, this isn't as long exactly since then because Rebels butted up fairly close to A New Hope. Absolutely, in Rogue One. So by the time there, you know, the battle for Lothal, that that isn't that that long before a new hope i don't think so it's only it's maybe five years ago so how long when this series is taking place oh well i think the series is a few years after jedi so it's like eight to ten years after the events of of the end of rebels so how long does it take you know couple folks to find a, a cocky young Jedi and a, and a blue man riding some pergles in the unknown region. <laughs> but we don't know Is where it they five are. Years? We don't know. Well, and they, they didn't start right away. Yeah. The epilogue of Rebels is that they had to deal with the the, the Galactic Civil War yeah. first. That's right. And then when that started to settle down, then they could say, like, Where's our blue guy and, right. and buddy riding pergles? <laughs> yeah. But what they don't know is they're going to find a little green bean instead. I would yeah. I would pay money to see little baby green bean riding a pergle. Oh my god, that would be amazing! You know, getting in <laughs> touch with you know it's you know just really deep in, digging deep into the mind of the pergle. I I want to see a pergle in the Mandalorian. Okay, listen. I just want to. I'm a I, I'm a huge fan. But and, why? And that's up there we? with Luke Skywalker in this series. I'm down. Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Holding green bean, riding, riding a, a purple. Jesus. That would be... Um, yeah, he's got a lasso and everything. And then Ezra Bridger's just sitting there, just talking through his mind to the Purgles. These guys are idiots. I'm really sorry. They have no idea what they're doing. I'd be down. Yeah, they just form a whole posse out there in the unknown regions. Look. Be down. Look. Nettie reminds... Come on, Nettie, bring us back down to reality. No, I just have to say, Nettie said yes. there are also still grisks yeah. out there in the outer rim. We have F- no idea. Y- I. Yeah, they. Uh, there's a lot of threats out there still, folks. A lot the of galaxy threats to is deal large. With. Phrasing. Um, wow. It's just I don't know. It could be too much. It could be too much for one season. I was already blown away with Bo-Katan. You can't. You can't show Bo-Katan in the season and then not show her again. I, that I, I, that I'm sure of. You, 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 we have to see her again. She'll be back. But these these Easter egg characters so far have been for the deep and sweaties. There hasn't been True. a surprise for just like the movie only mainstream audience. Yeah. Uh, Ahsoka's another one. She's bigger than a Cobb Vance by hundreds of degrees. Yeah, but she's not Luke Skywalker. There's still a ton of people who call themselves Star Wars fans who really only like. I watch all the movies. Yeah, and they haven't seen they haven't seen Clone Wars or Rebels, um, so everyone knows Yoda. So like Yoda, baby Yoda in season one, and everyone knows Boba Fett, which you know yeah. the whole sparked all of Mandalorian and Star Wars. So those were mainstream uh, Easter eggs, to, yeah. so to speak. Whereas. All the ones we talk about, which are so big and making the boat so overfilled, are only for our slice of the audience. That's right. We're selfish. Which, which this show is going much beyond. So for a lot of people, it's like, oh, these are cool characters, but they're no different than meeting a grief carga. Yeah. 
to this mainstream audience because they didn't have a history with these characters before. So they're just a new character for them. Like, okay. Um, so for me, like, if you still want to get a mainstream pop, yeah, you got a Skywalker in your back pocket. Luke, let me let me. So pick, not a Palpatine. Not not a Palpatine. But let me let me pick up what you're putting down. <laughs> let me make a bold bold prediction. You want a Skywalker? Ooh, drum roll. You want a Skywalker? Okay, I'll give you a Skywalker. We're on Corvus. We're introduced to Ahsoka, and she's talking to someone. Camera pans around her. And there is a Hayden Christensen, Anakin Skywalker, Force Ghost, counseling her. You want a Skywalker? You want to bring in the the prequels? You want to tie it all in? Why not? Wait, but he would have shown up at the end of The Rise of Skywalker. That's how you make it right for those people that thought that should have been the moment. So we're going to retcon a movie that just came out. It's I'm not possible. saying I'm not saying it's a retcon. I don't think it's necessary. He it wasn't was his story. When she was was down. Exactly. He was one of the voices talking to her. That's and I true. thought that was a great way of, hey, it's all the Jedi. You know, it's not just Anakin's story. This was Ray's moment. And I think that would have taken a little bit away from that. But everyone wants to see Ahsoka and Anakin have a moment am i am i wrong yeah, would that not right yeah, that would be tears tear jerker that would Ooh. be huge okay i'm gonna put it on twitter so no one can freaking steal it holly sorry but yeah. but if we're going back to luke's point that would still be something for the deep and sweaty fans because okay. they would have to yeah. know ahsoka's relationship in the Clone Wars with Anakin, and they would have to know what happened between her and Darth Holly, Vader. All they have to have her say is Master. Rebels. All they have to have her uh, say is Master that's true. once. That, what, what you're throwing down, Michael, is beautiful. Come on, it's, let's go. Like I said, it was giving me chills. It's poetic, I know, thank you. But I think the, the speculation is you bring Ahsoka into one episode of The Mandalorian, see if she works live action, and then... We get our own show. Let's go live action later. So that that's that stuff's so juicy. You kind of save, I think, a moment like that for her own show. <laughs> Let's go. I'm so down. I'm so down. If it's if it's gonna be the her own show, that's totally fine. Uh, but Holly, like I told you, I think you don't even need to explain it. You just need to have her say "master" once. Because when you explain, yeah, Ahsoka to people. Like, yeah, it was Anakin Skywalker's Padawan. They're like, wait, what? When did he have a Padawan? So all you have to say is master once. And it's over. It's just, okay, Anakin Skywalker had a Padawan. I don't remember that from the movies. Now I got to find out where the hell that is. Who is this person? Why is she such a big deal? I don't know. I don't know, guys. Just a bold prediction. Just a (laughs) bold prediction. So I'm down. If Luke Skywalker shows up, I'm down. If Anakin shows up, also down. But we know we're getting Ahsoka. My next question is, since we know we're getting Ahsoka, and we know that Ahsoka and Sabine were going off gallivanting together, is Sabine with her there on Corvus, Holly? Mm -hmm. No. She's not? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I just think that would be too much. 
too much. Uh, but would it, I don't know, it would tie in with everything that's going on with the Mandalorian because I feel like Sabine and Din have a lot in common where, like, they don't necessarily, they're not in touch with this culture. Yeah. With the Mandalorian culture, I guess, traditionally, so to yeah. speak. And they need someone to kind of help them yeah. want to learn more or, like, want to reconcile. But I just, I don't know. It's it's going to be, you know, are we going to see Sabine kind of learn that things aren't great right now for Bo-Katan and all these people that she thought was really going to step up to the plate? Maybe she has been out for years, you know, kind of. Trying to find Ezra. I, I don't know what I don't know what Sabine knows. Luke, is it possible that she shows up? Is she aware of everything that's going on? I agree with Holly at this point. I think it, it's it was either Bo Katan or Sabine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the way they've set it up now, unless Sabine was with Bo Katan, that would have worked for me. Uh, but I don't think I think they're going to give Ahsoka her own spotlight, so to speak. I don't think they're going to shove Sabine alongside of her. Yeah. So I don't expect her to be alongside Ahsoka because if they're on as we search in this time period, you know, maybe they split up to gather intel. She's over at this other planet checking some lead out yeah. while Ahsoka's over here. And then they communicate and they meet up as they need to, but they're not always like together in the same, in the same place. So I think, uh, I think cross Sabine off the, the appearance list for this season. Not to say she won't appear in a subsequent season because I think we know we're getting at least one or two more yeah. after this. But I think, yeah, I think right her off for this one. Huh. Yeah, I think that I don't. I don't think that Sabine would serve a purpose in this season. I agree with huh. that. I think that the focus this season is on Din trying to find the Jedi. And either they stick with that this season, or like I said earlier, he just takes a completely different route. Yeah. Um, Nettie just asked, "How will Ahsoka react to someone bringing a Force sensitive to her? She doesn't consider herself a Jedi unless something's changed recently. Will she teach her philosophy? Will she just teach her philosophy?" But interestingly enough, yeah. um, Bo-Katan does refer to her as a Jedi. She does. She does. She'll be able to help you. Yeah. That's what she says. She doesn't says. say former Jedi. She doesn't yeah. say someone who trained with the Jedi. She calls her a Jedi. Hey, we talked about this in some past episodes. That it, it seems like Ahsoka may have a renaissance herself with the Jedi way, and it's her calling, and I can't, I can't just turn back on, you know, my calling. You know, I, I left, and it made me even better. It made me even a better Jedi, and I need to be part of, you know, what the new establishment is, and I'll be able to help it be better than it was. And and that's, we never see Luke Skywalker reference her, you know, was she there in the new temple with Luke training? I I don't know. We don't, we don't hear reference in the comics about her, so we don't. We don't know if she was a part of that establishment or if she's off doing something else. It feels like there may have been another... I, maybe Sabine and her had to split up. It's like, hey, I want to find Ezra as much as you do, but like he's your brother. You got to continue this. I have to go do something else. Like maybe they're not even together at this moment. So it could be a later. But with everything that's happening, though, she has to. I wouldn't. I maybe wouldn't have said this in past episodes or last season, but like you bring Bo Katan in here, and we're talking about the dark saber and stuff. She's just 
in my mind, so closely related to all that. She has to show up at some point. Maybe not this season, but she's going to make an appearance. It feels like a guarantee at this point. Yeah. Holly? Um, Alejandra said, imagine Ahsoka reacting to Baby Yoda saying, like, hey, I knew one of his friends. <laughs> I mean, that would be mind-blowing yeah. for Din, right? Yeah. He was kind of crazy, but mm, he was... Uh, <laughs> it Ahsoka's mind, like, yeah. to see another of, of Yoda's species oh, shit, when Yoda yeah. was the, the leader of the entire Jedi Order. Yeah. When, when she... You know, we we talk about the use of the word Jedi. Like, I think I think she would be reclaiming it now, even though she walked away from the Order. But then, after the Order is decimated and, and she's in exile, uh, I think now when it's when the Emperor has been defeated at this point and the Empire is in decline, the Jedi can come out of hiding a bit and, and reclaim the title uh, more openly. And so, I think she would. Um, be a part of, of the reclamation project of, of the Jedi at this point. So I, I like, you know, still attaching the use of the term uh, to her. Uh, and, and she, yeah, she's just going to be like, when she sees baby Yoda, I, I can't imagine like what her reaction is going to be. It, it's, it should be strong. Like if, if it's really low key, that won't make sense to me. I don't think. I, I love that Alejandro brought this up because it just makes me want to speculate more. Okay. Let me say one thing and let me see what it sparks here at the table with Holly. The world between worlds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the holiday special. Ah. Let's talk about it, guys, because I don't – now that we're talking about it and we're like, oh, she's going to be so surprised, what if she's not? She's seen it. What if she's like, Ezra and I found the portal again, and we went back, and we thought maybe, you know, saving Yoda, bringing Yoda back at a different time, or doing something, something went wrong. We lost Yoda, or there was a, there was a purpose of, of bringing baby Yoda, you know, maybe this is Yoda. We talked about that on, on a casual council with Brent. I thought it was a fantastic, is it out there? Yes. But of all the kind of, you know, really big time kind of out there theories that I've ever heard, it's kind of cool and it makes sense. So it would be actually awesome if, you know, they're expecting to, hey, and she's like, wow, where did you find him? Because in the portal, like, I, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. Holly, is it too crazy? That's yeah. sweaty. But we're getting really sweaty with the show. Is it that sweaty? I just, I feel like this exceeded everybody's sweaty expectations. So I feel, I just like, at this point, I'm like, I don't even know what to expect because everything yeah. that I said, that is not going to happen has literally yeah. just happened today. Yeah. So I feel like I don't even know where to go with that because yeah. I feel like I could be, that would be super cool, yeah. but it's never going to happen. And yeah. then John Favreau and Dave Filoni are like, <laughs> like "Yeah, that's what Watch we, this. we want you to think that." And I do. I like that Philip said that's a little too matrixy for him, and I get it. It is. It's definitely out there. When we watched it for the first time in Rebels, I was like, "Wait a second, what?" And it, it was used very well. Um, it was. It was cool, kind of seeing that. You know, the emperor. There's a lot that the emperor is trying to get a hold of. There's a lot that the emperor is trying to 
to do to ensure that his reign is supreme and that it is forever. And he's seeking powers that we don't even understand. So it was very, it was useful there. And it gave us a really awesome moment with Ezra and how, you know, you already messed with, you know, you know, time once and it brought Ahsoka back, but you know, Kanan needs to, he needs to be gone. You need to process that. You need to move on. It, it served a great purpose, but uh, bringing it back, I, I don't know. That would be a okay. bold move. Here's the thing. Come on. Luke said, that's for the holiday special, right? I can't wait for that. <laughs> Listen, when does that come out? Next week? I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's not long, yeah. Let me watch the holiday special okay. and then ask me this question again next yeah. Friday. Yeah, big portal show here. We, I mean, that we when we theorize, we go big, and so okay. yeah, it could be. Listen. This could be canon. We don't know. I don't know. Yeah. All I'm saying is that the dude who played the Imperial commander on yeah. the ship literally was on the island in Lost. Yeah, big Lost. So show. it's like, yeah. listen, if we can have all these connections with J.J. Abrams oh, and all these characters coming in from Lost, yeah, we had freaking Charlie in the Rise of Skywalker. Great point. Why can't we just have a big crossover portal? I am a yeah. big portal fan. I yeah. love that concept. Is Lost canon? Yes. Is Lost Star Wars canon? Yes. Okay. The world between islands, Michael. Flight. It's, it's what was off the flight? to oh, Oceanic Flight. I don't know. One time I did, I texted. You know, you just don't want to seem that <laughs> nerdy. It's nah, cool. I know, I get it's it. too nerdy. I did text my friend Hannah one night and I was like, Hannah, what were the numbers from Lost? And that literally was so creepy. three seconds later, she te- she knows them off the top yeah. of her head. She texted him back of like course. that. Of course. God. I don't know if there are any other Lost fans out there, but guys, let us know if you're a big fan of Lost. Uh, I was a fan of it until the end. It was terrible. Um, yeah, see, Alejandro gets it. It is Jacob's brother. Right. <laughs> They're yin and yang. Yeah, absolutely. And he still plays the bad guy. Wow. In Star Wars. Of course. Okay. Once a bad guy, always a bad guy. That's right. Cast really well, though. And it was nice finally seeing a bad guy that didn't have a British accent. You know what I'm saying? Like, about time. I'm about time sure we see a mid-level kind of, <laughs> you know, officer in the ranks that doesn't have a British I'm accent. I'm pretty sure he's Irish. But... but he didn't have that accent here. Did he not have an accent? No, Holly. Come is that on. weird? Is it Where weird? are they recruiting from now? Everywhere. But how is he that old and he just got... Okay. I don't know. Moving I can't on. wait to see a Corrin that has a British accent. A British accent. I'm I'm I mean, down. that would totally make sense. That checks out. Yeah, They're absolutely. terrible. Exactly. Sorry, Luke. No, Absolutely. So I don't know, guys. It could, it could get really weird, but I, maybe they won't go that deep. But every time we say, Phrasing. They're, amen, every time we say they're not going to go that deep, they do. And they go beyond that deepness, if that made any sense. But I, I don't know. What, Jesus. As much as we know and as much as it's being revealed, you still have no idea what the hell's going to happen. We have no idea where we're going. Could Luke Skywalker show up? Could we see an Anakin Skywalker force ghost? Could Ezra Bridger be the gatekeeper of the portal and be running everything? He's the puppeteer. Oh. <laughs> He's just playing with everything. Palpatine? Him and Thrawn. No, Ezra Bridger. Ezra Bridger? Yeah. No, Palpatine's gone. Well, Palpatine's Palpatine out in the unknown. Palpatine's not gone. Palpatine's there Michael, with Michael, that's with not Brent. canon. <laughs> Palpatine's with Brent there on, uh, what's the Sith homeworld? Was that the, I can't remember Exegol. what it was. Exegol. Uh, just uh, setting up the Sith homeworld. But I don't know. Does that I, sound really Christmassy? Exegol? It's like icicle. Yeah. yeah. But, but Star Wars? Yeah. With lightning. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, it was a lot. Didn't feel that Christmassy there. 
but maybe lots of cheer. We don't know. We weren't there long. We have no idea. <laughs> um, but anything, what else, guys? Anything else about the episode that uh, that that stuck stuck out to? I, I agree with Philip. I want I want to go to the unknown regions. I want to learn more. Whoa. I feel like we were teased, Whoa. and we just kind of hear it sparingly now. Yeah, this plants in the unknown regions it doesn't seem like that big of a deal anymore. It's yeah. like, it was a huge deal. Like when we were reading the freaking aftermath series, like what? But now it's just like, man, it's the unknown regions. You need a Skywalker to get through it, but eh. yeah, I am reading the Thrawn trilogy, the new Thrawn <laughs> trilogy, guys. So uh, don't spoil it for me. Um, but I mean, I love the first trilogy. I'm really enjoying this book. Um, it's a nice read. So what else, Luke? Anything else catch your eye in this episode? Something we're missing besides really, you know, tightly woven sweaters um, and Corns <laughs> being dicks and Bo-Katan being. I'm going to say perfect. Perfect. Katie Sackhoff was perfect. Nailed it. The writing was perfect. This may have been the best episode of The Mandalorian. Wow. Luke, I know you're a big fan of uh, a season one episode. Does this one top it? Well, my, like, just giggle and, uh, like, slap my knee episode is... is Episode two, season one. Yeah, I don't think anything will ever top that for just my like um, sort of youthful uh, giddiness. But no, it was it was well executed, uh, very enjoyable. I need to go watch it again where I can really just zero in on everything and give it complete focus. Watch it a couple more times to to get all the little subtleties. But I think I don't know that I have much more that we haven't covered. Although on sweaters. I've always thought it would be. Um, I always thought I should take up knitting. My grandmother was always a knitter. It seems very uh, meditative, calming, uh, and you know, then you you get something out of it. Like you have a blanket or a hat or a sweater uh, at the end of it. So it's always been sort of a, a long term goal of mine to maybe pick pick that up as a an activity. Hell yeah, that's I'm fair. Down. Luke, um, those yeah. are in sweaters take like six to nine weeks to make, so you better get started on your Well, template. it depends if you're an amateur. Um, yeah, not going to get one for this winter then. Mm. Next year. It could Look, become a podcast staple. I have no knitting idea. Knitting pre- sweaters? Well, I mean, sweaters already are a staple, you know, uh, in this podcast, but uh, can I propose something? Uh, yeah. I got a big proposal. <sighs> okay, let's hear it. Let's add knitting to the book club. Holly's Hyperspace Happy Hour and Knit Club. All right. We all just sit there. We talk about the book, and we're just all knitting. Is that – are you down? Riveting. Listen. <laughs> was that a knitting joke? I don't think so. I think riveting is a, is a technique or something. No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I will tell you this. Yeah. I tried to knit one time. Yeah. My dear friend Alexis was like – Yeah, RIP. No, no, no she no. is very, very much alive. Very much alive. Um, she was like, let's knit something. So we went to Joanne's and we bought a bunch of yarn and some needles and I literally hated it so much. Well, she was like, have you gotten anywhere else? Bitch, no, it fell apart. I literally can't knit. It's the hardest thing I have ever done. Well, then I guess I'm not asking for a sweater for Christmas. I can't even knit a freaking pot holder. Wow. Forget about it. That's a square. 
the easiest shape to make. Well, that actually, that may just be a Patreon competition then or something. I Patreon we gonna, exclusive. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. I thought we were going to do a Patreon exclusive that was uh, one of those nailed it cake bakes for Star Wars. No, that's, yeah, I'm, I'm still working on my masterpiece. <laughs> Are you guys not? I'm still planning. This is, takes time. You can't just ask a master just to be like, you know, like whip a cake up. No, this is going to take time. Maybe I'll make a sweater cake. Yeah. Sorry. Slam on everyone. Is it cake? Isn't that a challenge that people post online? Yeah. Is it a sweater or is it cake? Is it cake? I, I'm obsessed with those videos. I could watch those eight hours straight. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing what people could do. If someone made a sweater cake, that'd be awesome. I'd be down. I'm I down. I bet it's out there. Hey, look, I would love a sweater cake. Okay. You should see, you've seen my sweater collection. Big, big, big sweater podcast here and big uh-huh. knitting podcast. We're about to be, that's for sure. And guys, do not let us disgruntle you from knitting during the book club. Uh, all of our patrons out there, uh, yep. mm-hmm. uh, feel free, bring some yarn um, and some needles. Yeah. I think that's what, yeah, right? Uh-huh. Big, big time knitting podcast. Yeah, big time. Knit. We, we love to knit. Love, love knitting. I'm actually giving it a shot. This could actually be a, it's like nailed it, but with yarn. Holly is blown away. Let's get a picture of Holly there. But she's like, wow, that's a great, someone's going to pick that up. ABC is going to find that now and they're going to be like, oh yeah, let's do a nailed it knitting uh, version. No, no, no. Yeah. There's, a, there's a book at uh, Barnes and Noble. I'm sure, I mean, it's probably everywhere, Yeah, but it lets you, it like gives you the templates to crochet different Star Wars characters. Is it. crocheting a form of knitting? Uh, Holly, you're asking the wrong person. I don't freaking know. I thought we were a big knitting podcast. Flying yeah, casual. Not a big crochet a podcast. podcast. Not a big crochet podcast. Whether they're the same thing or not, uh, uh, I don't think they are, though. <laughs> Someone's really offended by this. Paige said, Michael, no talking, only knitting. Yeah, just sit here. If I had some yarn and some needles, <laughs> I would. I'd be doing it right now, drinking my margarita. It'd be a very sloppy pot holder, though, right now. Maybe you can make a, a lot scarf. of margarita. Somebody said that chunky yarn. That's like the yeah. big yarn. You know, you can buy those blankets on Etsy for like a million dollars. But yeah. I mean, the big chunky yarn blankets. I'm gonna go cozy. Yeah, I'm. Well, I'm gonna go find some actual wool and knitting. I'm gonna make. Nettie one said myself. knitting casual. Yeah. <laughs> I have some new logo ideas now too. <laughs> so uh, can somebody please? This is gonna be fun. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, if no. Anybody, let's go. Is let's anybody go. listening? Even this is a call to like a, a call to action. Right? I just like call to action. I would love to have a little knit sweater with yeah. the flying casual logo on it is to that, put on Chewy. Yeah. Is that too much to it would ask? Be so cute. Just make us a dog sweater. Somebody. I just want a sweater for my dog. Chewy would hate it. Chewy would hate it. We had a hell of a time keeping that lion's mane on him for Halloween. He did okay. He was adorable. Did we ever post that? Yeah, I think we did. Okay. Anyway, big Halloween <laughs> podcast, guys. Uh, anything else from the group? Any uh, any uh, any other thoughts about this episode? I it was I was blown away. I, I what else can you say? It was just it was awesome. It was my favorite episode so far. Uh, I haven't got so giddy. Uh, cool. I think at all. You we'll, know, have, we'll have to see if we actually make it to Corvus this season or not. That's the thing. I, I mean, you didn't see Boba Fett. No mention, you know, nothing. So uh, it could just be a big tease for next season. We have no idea where we're going. We have no idea where we're going. And that is a beautiful thing. It is great. You know, even as much as things have been spoiled character-wise, it's great that we have no idea what the hell's happening. Great. You want to tell me Ahsoka's coming out and it's played by, you know, Holly's sister? Whatever. Great. 
Oh my god. That's would that be that'd be awesome. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, Jess would be a great Ahsoka. Set her up. I will. Actually she, she was, couldn't probably tell us. She couldn't probably tell us, so No, she's yeah. in the group. Yeah, but I'm saying she couldn't tell us if she was cast. NDA, non-disclosure. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? Like, we, we can't be the people that do that to her. Don't even get a friends and family special. Wow, is that a <laughs> phrasing? Jesus. <laughs> Bro, let's get a look at Holly. Really embarrassed on that one. Uh, big time phrasing there from Holly. Whoops. Big phrasing podcast. I think that's probably the truest statement that's been made tonight. But uh, mm-hmm. That is true. Also, there's yeah. a, I mean, Chewy is... Getting quite the compliments. I don't know why you didn't set the Chewy cam up. It takes a lot of work. Um, so a lot is a big operation, guys. Excuses, for, yeah. excuses, excuses. No, it's gonna it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. You just wait. You just wait. When 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 COVID's gone and Luke gets back, you know, in house here, we're gonna have a Chewy cam. It's gonna be epic. We're gonna do trials in house. I freaking cannot wait. I'll post a picture of Chewy on the social media. He's very cute right now. He's sleeping next to us. He's got his little paw up on his bed. It's very cute. My plan my plan is once uh, I can, you know, Canon can actually go back to making freaking, you know, merchandise. Uh, you know, I feel like all their stuff's on back order. I've got a, a cable I need for one of my Canon cameras. Hook that up on Holly. And then we can have a Chewy cam going the entire podcast, which is the plan. He's just going to be there in the corner and you can just watch the dog. The entire time, if you're not interested in what we're doing, at least there's a really funny, <laughs> cute dog just laying in his bed. So He has a fan club, the Chewy Fan Club. Oh. It's in the group right now, <sighs> or in the chat, I guess. It's called uh, Knitting and T-Furs with Chewy. Oh, my God. Yeah. His yeah, little sh- T-Furs. I'm sure there's a cuter name than that. Something like Underbites and... Underbites and I don't know Needles. Anything. Ew. We need to... <laughs> <That's> <laughs> that sounds a, like some deliverance <laughs> Underbites and Needles, a murder podcast. A white trash, you know, podcast. Oh, no. I'd be down. I'd be down. Um, yeah, guys, well, I, I really appreciate you guys stopping out. I mean, we got, that was almost a two-hour episode, you know, with some fun laughs. Uh, an epic episode. You know, I know some people were a little disappointed by the last one. It was, it was a fine episode, but... Boy, we really turned it up. That's what we said. Hey, they're going to you know bring us down to even in an episode, and then they're going to punch us in the face of the next one. And this is Whoa. a punch to the face. Whoa. Phrasing. Um, so I, I cannot wait to see what we have in the store next. Could be Luke Skywalker. Could be Anakin Skywalker. Could be Sabine riding a Purgle. Could be Ezra Bridger. Who's the actor, Holly, that is teasing everyone, saying everyone thinks he's going to be Ezra Bridger? Oh, uh, Raheel... Uh, Paige, what's his name? Oh yeah, yeah, Paige. We get pa- can we Paige Paige live? No, we can't. <laughs> can I phone a friend? Yeah, I forget what his. Well, that guy, is. he's been trolling everyone. So who knows? He, he has not been trolling anybody. I think he's trolling everyone, and I think he's just trying to throw people off. I think he's actually probably Ezra Pritcher. Uh, he was too busy so, filming Bly Manor. Great show, by the way. Yeah, that's a good one. Big Bly Manor haunting of Bly Manor podcast. <laughs> Well, guys, I appreciate all of you. We love all of you. Um, we will post this as a podcast Monday morning. We do have comic books to talk about, though. So if I can get these guys to podcast again with me next week, maybe expect a two-episode week. I'd be down. Wow. I'd be down. Two episodes, you know, two can be a lot, but it's I think our everyone gift. can handle it. Our gift to you. Yeah. Happy holidays. I don't know. Maybe not. Wow. Well. 
you know, we'll, we'll throw a little something extra at you. I, I'm really enjoying the comics. Uh, the uh, the cover for the next Darth Vader comic has me so interested. I have not read it yet. I cannot wait to get my hands on it. So um, expect maybe another episode next week. Uh, I am totally looking forward to it. I appreciate all you guys being here. Uh, we are going to cut out of here um and but hey same time next week we'll we'll see i think there's an episode next friday so expect another live stream at 9 30 and uh, i appreciate all you guys uh, get in that facebook group and join if you haven't if you're here watching and you haven't subscribed to the channel go ahead and do that uh and we would really appreciate that give this episode a like um give this live stream a like uh, and check us out wherever you can uh to our podcast every monday morning at 6 a.m um wherever you find podcasts so i appreciate you guys this is the way and as always may the force be with you all <laughs>